like we kind of need to decide on when uh, when this season is done yeah I don't know yeah. if you have a gut feeling about it yet like a milestone or something yeah I think what would be nice I'll tell you what I'm waiting for <laughs> yeah <laughs> and this could even be part of the episode is uh I think this story for me the next chapter of this story is done once we have finished raising the small round of funding we're raising because at that point I feel like we can ride the growth trajectory we're riding and get to get to sustainability okay um, so that's I pretty think, big yeah yeah definitely I think kind of where we started was uh are we like are we like we like, we kind of started with a vibe of like are we even going to be alive in six months? Yes, you know? exactly, exactly. So if you get to um, like raise your round and you have this like product market fit yes. and I get to, hey, um, I'm starting booking sales demos now and I also like did all this stuff with like investors and mm-hmm. that's kind of like how I'm planning on staying alive. Yeah. That feels like maybe a good cutoff point for like this season. We like... I agree kind of turned the ship around we still don't know for sure where the ship is going mm-hmm. but it's uh we kind of we we survived the worst the worst part maybe yeah 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 oh i think that's yeah. good that's good to keep in mind that. just even if we don't need to make a like final decision and we don't even know what's going to happen yeah <laughs> just to kind of like sort of have an idea of what we're trying where we're hoping to go yeah i agree um cool Cool. Cool. Well, so, if that stuff happens, it's fun to have this soundbite. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm a little, I'm still a little nervous. Like, you think it's in the bag, and then it's not in the bag, and I, I'm, it's day to day. Like, yeah. obviously, as you can tell from my messages, I'm really happy with the sales velocity. Like, we're yeah. adding, <clears throat> we're adding revenue every month, and that's huge. We're adding as much revenue per month as we were making in January. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of started this podcast. So it's like, a new form of recurring revenue. <laughs> it's a new form of recurring revenue. It's very exciting. At the same time, our burn is pretty high still, and we have a certain amount of cash in the bank. Um, but we brought in about $125,000 this month. So like that definitely extends the runway a bit. Um, so I'm, I'm optimistic. <clears throat> Things are working. You know, That's the thing. Things are working. And I just, uh, I need to see this money come in so that I know that the rate at which they're working is good enough for us to get to right sustainability. Yeah. But they are working at a good rate. Like, I don't know. It, it would just suck to have to reduce the team or something only to like build it back. You know, that would like, that's not ideal. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But that's where I'm at. Um, Do I guess cool, I could just uh, update expand. us on May. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so May is um, May is pretty good. We we've added a thousand dollars MRR so far this month, and it looks like we're going to add another thousand or so by the end of the month. At least at least another five hundred, which is exciting. Um, our deal sizes are about five hundred to seven fifty a month in revenue, uh, and. Yeah, we're collecting annual contracts in some cases. So it's just really a lot of stuff that moves the needle. Um, 
and 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 yet I'm not sure if it's going to move the needle fast enough ultimately so we're raising this round of funding so far this month we've collected about 125k which is really exciting which obviously extends the runway nicely kicks the can down the road um and every month that we add revenue it gets easier to raise money from angels at least so like that's good it's um it's just a nice chart to show people and say hey do you want to invest <laughs> it's a very it's a very different situation so so that's cool i guess another um cool but but tenuous not not answered yet and i'm waiting for for that big answer any day now. So we have an investor in the UK that's thinking of basically filling out the round and I'm just waiting to hear from him uh, and them about doing so. So um, stand busy while we wait. We're closing deals, onboarding customers. I've got a bunch of channels. We bring all of our customers into Slack now. So I've got a bunch of active Slack channels with new customers. We just signed, I mean, by the time this goes live, it'll be public, but we have ConvertKit now as a customer which is really exciting. Um, and obviously they have a lot of reach and notoriety, you could say, uh, publicity in the space. So it's cool to have such a, a well-known brand excited about Summit and using it. Um, so I think we're going to start to see momentum from a sales perspective where we got our first demo the other day from somebody who found us because of one of our customers so that was a good yeah. sign. Like that, that was really exciting. So I can imagine ConvertKit putting our the apps we make with ConvertKit, you know, that they host and launch. Like once people see the apps that they're able to have because they use Summit, I have to think like out of their giant audience, somebody is going to raise their hand and say like, "I want this too." Um, yeah. I hope. I hope. So we'll see. Um, so I, I believe momentum is going to happen from a sales perspective. I just don't know when. I'm really excited about the step change that we experienced in February and it's continuing, which is amazing. Waiting for this money to close. So I don't know, we're not there yet. Um, but one other cool thing is a SaaS Academy signed up for a trial. That'll also be public, I assume, by the time this goes live. So I'll share the name. Dan Martell and his group, they're uh, SaaS Coaching and Teaching Academy for SaaS founders. Fairly well known, pretty well known, I would say. Um, and what's really cool is they invited me to speak at their, they're having a virtual event on in June, and they asked me to speak there about finding product market fit. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> the um, SaaS Academy and uh, ConvertKit, that's in my head, that's sort of like the same social circle or like there's mm. some overlap between like the founders there and like, um, that's really mm. cool. Like, because... It, it's just it's yet another sign that you guys are like starting to find that product market fit like you started to really figure out who this is for and when one group has it another group wants it and mm -hmm. yeah come speak to the conference you know and it's awesome yeah right? yeah and talk about talk about how you found fit and and obviously i'm going to talk primarily about frameworks and and founder issues but people will obviously learn about what summit is as i do that and maybe get interested. So it's it's good, you know, self-promotion as well. Um, and the people that are signing up are really getting it in a deep way. And that's really cool. Like our early adopters are excited and really, um, 
they're going to make good use of the tech. So it'll make for some great case studies and testimonials going forward. So I'm, I am bullish in terms of there will be future momentum. I think right now is just kind of the last, not the last, but it's in terms of this grand arc that we're in this, this, this book within the books, (laughs) this, I wouldn't call it a chapter, but like there's a cliffhanger at the moment, which is this funding. And, um, yeah, I'm going to be excited to see that happen. And one way or another, we're going to get to growing even faster and I think a very exciting business. So I'm I'm pretty optimistic at this point. I think just being a team of three, we have our constraints, but we're also very scrappy. So it's, it's going to be okay, I think. Um, we We know how to make do with not a lot of resources from a human standpoint because we're pretty just focused in terms of what we actually work on so yeah what are you working on yeah so right now we are working on a couple things one is we just sent an update to everybody telling them that summit has this sales and marketing solution now um so got that out the door just as a marketing blast if you will what we're working on from a product standpoint is Peter is uh, experimenting with, so I've been using GPT as a part of our sales process, funny enough. And I don't know if I shared this with you guys, but I've been using GPT to come up with a list of things that our prospect might find useful in terms of incorporating into a calculator. So I'll say something like, hey, GPT, we're trying to, uh, I'll just use our friend Jordan uh, as an example, Jordan Gall of Rally. Say, hey, Rally is this e-commerce uh, checkout platform. Uh, hey, GPT, what what does their ideal customer look like? And it'll spit back a list of like their ideal customer describe, uh, description. And then I'll say, that's cool. What, what numeric attributes does Rally want to know about their ideal customer? And it'll spit back, oh, we want to know these things about our ideal customer. We want to know kind of how much revenue they have, how many customers they have, what their cart abandonment rate is, these different things so that we can sell Rally, in this case, to them better. And then I have one one more little trick. I say, okay, GPT, can you come up with a list of apps or calculators that Rally should have on their website that ask for these things as inputs and give their prospect an interesting result and it actually is able to do that it comes back with a list of calculators that that rally should have on their website and so i've basically scaled this challenging thing for me which was i'm not an expert obviously in all these different areas that our customers live in we're, we're still a horizontal solution so it can be hard in a sales conversation sometimes to come up with a list of app ideas that they should build using Summit because I don't know their space very well. But GPT has no problem with that because it's like a domain expert in every domain, pretty much. <laughs> so what Peter's working on right now is we're trying to build up, and he already built the the command line interface version of this, but we're going to have a site, kind of like HubSpot had their website grader, but we want to have a site. We're not sure what to call it yet, but something like ideal customer something, analyzer, discoverer something like that oh, where you go to it you, you put in your email address you put in it gets your domain and then it says is this your ideal customer and you can say yes or no or adjust it 
It says, are these the things you wish you knew about your ideal customer? You can say yes or no, you can adjust it. And then it even will say, are these about the average values for these things of your ideal customer? So your, your ideal customer has probably on average $150 million a year in revenue. They're an e-commerce business. Their average order size is $525. And you can say yes, no, or adjust it. And then at the end, obviously, it spits out a list of apps that it recommends that you build using Summit. So this does a number of things. One is it's just fun to play with. Two, we get email addresses. But three, we get to galvanize or catalyze that initial imagination gap. We get to fill that imagination gap where the person can go, oh, wow, yes, I want these. And then working with Summit is just a matter of sending us that list or just saying, hey, I saw this list. Your thing spit it out. How long would it take for us to go live with these three or four apps that your thing recommended? And we can just say like, oh yeah, we can get you going next week, you know, and just start taking orders instead of on sales calls. This is literally what I've been doing. I've been talking to them. Who's your ideal customer? How do you acquire them? How would you describe them? What do you wish you knew, et cetera? And then like, oh, here's a list of ideas. We're just going to potentially AI all of that conversation and then let some people come to it. (laughs) Thank you. And then let some people go, hey, we're ready. You know, we have this list of five app ideas. What would it cost to build them? We want them, you know. And yeah, just automate all of that conversation so that sales becomes more of an order taking as opposed to a consulting project with Matt where I have to think and we go through this thing and it's like two calls. It's like, no, let's just just automate that part. And if you're not ready, you still have this really cool thing, which is like, oh, wow, here's a list of characteristics and descriptions. It's like marketing material that's useful to you. Even as you go through like maybe a product market fit exercise or something like that, like it, it doesn't necessarily have to only be used for summit, but obviously at the end, you get this list of things that we want as input to our sales process. But even if you don't build those using us, you still have a list of cool free app ideas that you could build for your customers, right? So that's, um, it's like our version of the HubSpot website greater. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's cool. Peter's working on that. So he built the command line version. We just got GPT-4 API access this morning, but we're noticing it's incredibly slow. It's like 30 seconds for a response. And we don't know if that's because we're being throttled, like we think so, but it can't be the case that a standard GPT-4 API request should take like 30 to 60 seconds. It has to be a throttling. Uh, I think I it can't know. be pretty slow, actually. It seems so bad. It's slow in chat GPT as well. It, it's slow. It's like you type and maybe, it, I mean, I have GPT-4 with plus, so I pay 20 bucks a month. I think you, and you, you watch it like type out the characters. You don't do you that do. in the API request. That's a great point. That's a great point. So you're not getting a streaming result. Huh. Because that is kind of how it works, right? It mm. makes it up as it goes. I don't think they do that just for like to make it look like it's chatting. I think they also do it because that's kind of how it works faster perception right because it's doing the token prediction and so you're literally getting the next token as it generates the token uh so you'd have to have like a socket type connection to gpt which obviously i'm assuming doesn't exist so hmm well we're waiting like three or four days just like a wait screen 
Yeah, yeah. So how do we... It'll be interesting. We, we were thinking of maybe... Maybe it's like we tell them when we're ready to... Like it, you put your email in and then like you come back and it says that we're ready to have the conversation or something. And I'm not really sure how we're going to do it so interactive. We're also looking at copy AI. But maybe it's not slow in like a so. month, you know? Yeah, and maybe in three days when we've like moved up the queue of like... It's possible our API key is just throttled differently. Or it's people. possible that 3.5 might be able to do this as well. Have you experimented with that? We did try 3.5. It was actually completely unreliable. It was like oh, okay. 500s every like five requests or something like that. It was ah, bad. Okay. It was really bad. So um, so we're trying to be all cutting edge, even though I play an AI skeptic on the internet. And oh man, look, surprise. It's not actually as lightning quick and stable as everyone thinks it is oh my gosh <laughs> surprise but it's uh it would be so exciting right because I've, I've on sales calls i have gone through this exercise with people even with gpt screen sharing and they love it and i actually i'll share something with the listeners because i think this was like a nuance that is otherwise lost if i as the salesperson for summit come in and pretend to be an expert in your field where you're the expert, you get defensive and think I, I'm like some kind of arrogant, like know-it-all consultant or something like that. If instead I put GPT in the spotlight and say, yeah. let's see if it can come up with some cool ideas. That's clever. You, you, can, you can say, well, actually to GPT and attack it, which is good engagement for us. Like we want that engagement, but it doesn't turn it into an adversarial relationship with me, the summit sales yeah. rep right so that's been good that's the smart buffer or yeah yeah exactly it does so anyway that's what we're working on and i would say the company is gonna shift into more content marketing i'm gonna post more on linkedin be writing more trying to create top of funnel manually while we um, peter's gonna work on bottom of funnel like efficiencies and i'm gonna work on content marketing for the top of the funnel so yeah nice good one that's the plan Sweet. how you doing how am i doing um <laughs> uh so baby is due in about a month or wow. five weeks or something like that amazing so um and my wife is trying to finish her phd before that and no big deal um yeah so uh <laughs> And we have a soon two and a half year old, you know, so less and less of my time is spent on work. And You guys chose the easy button. You're basically a couple of, uh, you know, dual incomes, just chilling in the big city, no responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it yeah, real. I mean, I'm... I'm Right now, my setup allows for me to spend a lot of time on like nesting and spending time with our son and cool. kind of just like getting ready for um, for a little brother. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of trying to just be, you know, appreciating that and not stressing too much about work. Mm -hmm. And with the reform as well, I'm in a, I feel like I'm in a really good spot right now where all the difficult administrative and like 
personal like relationship stuff with investors and Bjorn and all that stuff is like kind of behind me now and expectations yeah. are set in a way that yeah. kind of they see reform as a side project and it's only me mm-hmm. and it's not my full-time thing and and I have like some uh, well it kind of depends on the day but I sort of have a some thoughts about where I want to take reform mm-hmm. and um and when I sit down to work on it, even if it's just for an hour, I'm extremely productive. Yay. Um, I shipped the whole like um, incomplete responses feature that we've been like, yeah, you know, kind of like thinking about for two years, kind of like had prototypes and stuff like that. And I, and I built it on my own and I felt, especially the front end part, I felt really proud that I, I was able That's to great. manage it relatively quickly and without Bjorn who has done all the other front end stuff in the app. Mm-hmm. And I think that gave me a lot of confidence that I can actually do this. And Sweet. it's just like the little things like before, like when Bjorn was around, like it might be like three months and I didn't do any work on the app. Yeah. But now it's just like, you know, the, the, the local process is running my computer all the time. Like if I have a half an hour in the morning, I'll just open my laptop on the couch and just like, do really productive work for half an hour because it's just all there. And then I think um, something Adam is really good at at Tailwind, which is, you know, my day job is just like not making a, not starting something and not then not finishing it. And kind of like, if you can Mm. finish something today, finish it today, then just Mm -hmm. like kind of decrease the scope so you can just ship something. He's also like into, um, trunk based development stuff like he doesn't like branches and uh, if he yeah, sees yeah, a yeah. PR he might just merge <laughs> it just to be like you know <laughs> troll people because he doesn't like those it's awesome <laughs> um, or delete it or something but I've really adopted that kind of mentality so if I look at the, cl- the clock and it's like oh I have 10 minutes left I'll just like see okay is there any way I could like cut scope or add a feature flag or an if else something so I could just like push this to production now. It's great. And it's incredible. Like I've, I've managed to make so much progress, um, in relatively short time. And, um, I just feel hopeful that I, it doesn't really feel like we like reform is moving slower than it was when we were two people working on it. Cause we probably mm-hmm. just spent too much time, like overthinking things and talking about it and, yeah. Or maybe it's just because I'm just doing it my way and I don't have to care if other people think it's the right <laughs> way to do it. That's so. huge. That's huge. Decisiveness is under, I mean, it's, I don't think it's underrated. I think, it, I think it's people know it's valuable, but as soon as you get into a group, it just becomes really hard to push through all those decisions yeah. that you make when you're solo. So, yeah. Yeah. I think when, when, um, in the fall when I started talking about going back to working on reform full time and Bjorn kind of moving to part time and then eventually he, you know, moved on. And Mm -hmm. then like the whole time Derek has been his, like the way that he could see reform have a chance basically was that I kind of like rediscovered my, you know, indie, indie hacker roots in a Mm -hmm. sense, because, um, you know, our superpowers is that we can kind of just like, we know how to do everything and yeah. we do it fast and we don't care too much about, yeah, you know, processes and like we just get stuff done as fast as possible. 
yeah. and um, use our intuition. And I think I lost that a little bit, but I really feel like I'm regaining that. I think oh, just the, just, you know, making enough changes that changing stuff get less, less scary by you yeah. know, just doing it more. And yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's and, awesome, um, man. Yeah. I like even if I don't know 100% in which direction to take it, just the ability to like make progress is awesome. And I've been sending screenshots and stuff to you guys whenever I like proud that I hacked on something and it kind of, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways. So, um, but where are we going? Um, yeah. I mentioned in April, we had a really good month. We grew like 11% or something like that MRR. Um, nice. I think May is going to be less than that. It looks like maybe, so far we're close to five percent mm-hmm. um and there's only a week left of the month mm-hmm. so probably not as big of a growth month but still like you know without making any like huge changes i think it's probably all we can ask for now uh-huh. and um i think you're right that the only way that this is going to change like the trajectory is going to change is by having like s- some way more expensive options and going up market i've been talking to rob uh, walling about that as well like it's just um it's not a market where i can move the needle fast enough with a low-priced product um it's just not yeah. i don't know how to do that basically yeah, i, I mean, don't know where i would get the the act just go you know, viral the, the acquisition <laughs> yeah whatever yeah 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 it's a ton of acquisition right that you need you kind of pick your challenge, right? Either way. It's like you either need a ton of acquisition or you have to go up market. Um, yeah. I think, I think obviously getting points on the board, it's always nice to start low because you can get some points on the board without a lot of sales effort. Yeah. But then, yeah, you're at the point now where you have to choose. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I shipped that incomplete responses feature. It felt like a, like a solid, like, power user feature but also felt like a good differentiating feature because typeform mm-hmm. doesn't have it and um, we have it so you know there's like threats on the typeform forum where people ask for this feature so obviously it's something people care about so it's it's nice that we have it now mm-hmm. it hasn't really like hasn't made a big difference yet like no one's really noticed i think or at least been vocal about it but um you know, I feel good about shipping it. Uh, I, f- I think the product is better having this feature. And it's like, uh, yeah, as I said, it's like a great, is is it going to be, if you've used Typeform, it's going to be obvious how this is different. Because mm-hmm. in Typeform, you can see the form and then you can see the stats for like the drop-off rate. Whereas yeah. here, you can see the form and then you, you can see the unfinished form submissions. Yeah. Which is, you know, obviously much better. What, one thing I'll mention is like, you you sent out the email. Uh, I'm sure it's mentioned on the website. Actually, I'm not sure, but let's say it is. Uh, <laughs> I found with Summit that you almost have to be obnoxiously front and center about something like right. that to really get credit because people just don't... They don't read because they're too busy because they're focused on other things. And so yeah. it's, it's almost like you have to become the incomplete responses company. Like you have to be yeah. so... Uh, so focused on that, put it at the middle of the frame, so to speak, 
yeah. to get people's attention. So I think to to put it a positive spin, I think once you start proactively reaching out to people and saying you want to talk about that feature, it'll you'll get a completely different response rate in that sense than yeah. you now. Yeah. I think it's also like right now it's not mentioned on our type form comparison page, which mm. would be a good place to share it. And and actually that that like after removing the free tier Right. The, that uh, comparison page is like completely handicapped because that was like the main <laughs> differentiator that we mentioned oh. that we had a free plan. But now okay. instead of going Funny. after the free, like, you know, the cheap Typeform users, we can go after the people that are using Typeform. They're paying for an expensive form builder, but there's a feature they're missing. So now mm-hmm. they can move to a form builder that has it. And why would what why would they expect to pay less for something that has more features than what they're already using? Yeah. Yeah, um, it's great. Cool. Yeah, so I think strategically it's just a good feature to have. Mm-hmm. I think we can, yeah, as you said, use it to sell reform. Yeah. I also think we just need like a bunch of these. And then um, it's kind of like when you do sales course calls, right? Like maybe you need to do five calls before you get a sale. And then you just know oh, yeah. that you just like totally. every feature can't be like um, huge. Yeah, success out of the gate, but maybe some, maybe one will, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I think the next big thing that I'm going to tackle is an old one that we've talked about in this podcast many times. Um, I just re-listened to an old episode uh, called "Putting the Re and Reform," mm-hmm. where you basically had the idea for how we could help people send forms, uh, kind of repeatedly to people or repeat them, mm-hmm. and. So basically what we would need for something like this would be more of a concept of like a user or a respondent or a contact, like it's called in a CRM. Mm -hmm. And um, it's actually like we have all the data. We just haven't really like aggregated it into a contact model because, and I think the reason we haven't done it is because in Reform, everything is kind of scoped based on a form. We don't really have a level above a form but this would be sort of like an umbrella above all your forms because contacts would be valuable when you can see all the forms they filled out on the page and you can mm-hmm. see all the, like a timeline basically of all the the data they put into Reform over, yep. over time, right? Yeah. And you can see the latest version of the data and you can see older versions of the data and you can kind of like build out their profile. Sounds so familiar. <laughs> yeah 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 it's pretty crazy but, you know the, all the data is there we just don't yeah do any we don't surface it right now mm-hmm. and um i think that's the next big one and i think this one is going to be i'm actually going to take your advice of putting a um talk to us button on that page and 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 I, you know the <laughs> the incomplete responses feature i think is important as like a differentiator Looking at the, um, so just kind of like seeing how people use Reform now and who's using it, I'm not convinced that it's like super valuable to most of our customers right now. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think that's also like part of the problem. I think to the the people for whom it could be really valuable, those people we haven't met yet, or at mm-hmm. least they're like dropping off right now when they mm-hmm. see Reform. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're out there. I just don't really believe we have them right now. Um, but yeah, so basically, if you picture Reform right now, you have the form builder um, on the right side, 
Mm-hmm. And on the left side, you have our sidebar. And um, in the sidebar, you kind of have at the top, you pick which form you're working on. And then you have different like, you know, pages for the form, like the form builder, the form responses, the integrations page and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But basically what I'm thinking about is adding a, a top menu above everything where it has like the top level navigation would be like forms, contacts. Mm-hmm. I'm sort of thinking if there's eventually also going to be something like automations where you can kind of put all this together. Um, because an automation would be awesome if it had multiple forms. Like, yeah, um, you know, they fill out the onboarding form and then they get the, but you know whatever form they get a week after they were onboarded. Um, yeah, absolutely. Or if they didn't fill something out, there's like a different thing they get. Or if they churn, like all this stuff could be automated. Maybe you have an you have an inciting incident built into your like. Ah, uh, yeah. It <laughs> you end up like intercom would be the other tool I would use instead. But even with intercom, like I still need a, I still need the form. So you're kind yeah. of unbundling the that part of what intercom does with like would be like this the the communication piece but you're bundling alongside the form which is what i need to make anyway i think the top level is going to be similar to a convert kit or something like that where you have like the subscribers and the broadcasts and stuff like that and um yeah i'm pretty stoked about it i don't think it's going to take very long to build this feature but um i think it's going to be a great um, honeypot for uh, people with a high willingness to pay. So um, my plan is actually my pl- I'm planning on prototyping this feature, um, but my plan is not to launch it anytime soon. My plan is just to basically add this extra level to the reform app that's going to be extremely noticeable and a lot of people are going to click and uh, basically make it smell expensive. I think it's going to start at $100 because I think even at reform level, we would pay $100 for something like this as a startup, even if we don't make a lot of it's, money. It, it's not a serious piece of software if it's not at least that. I pay $100 for Ahrefs and part of it is just because it's fun, you know? Yeah, so uh, that's basically the plan right now. And um, yeah, I think that's all I got this week. I... I think it's great. I'm really excited. When you start closing those $100, $150 subscriptions, maybe even $200 subscriptions, it's going to feel insane because you're going to be like, wow, this is worth worth effectively like six or seven or eight of those other ones that I normally get. Yeah. Like that's a, one of those is a huge day, you know, that's just, yeah, it's going to be big. It's going to be awesome. So yes. Yeah. All right. So, cool. Yeah. Great. Cool. <laughs> see ya. Thanks, man. Good to see you. Take care. Talk to you later. Hey. All right. Bye.